0: Hello, and welcome to Plotris.
1: This is Meg.
0: This is Lane.
1: And today we're reviewing The Knave of Hearts by Elizabeth Boyle.
0: This was published in 2016 and is the fifth book in the Rhymes with Love series.
1: And you may remember that we have been reading the series in order. The most recent one that we read was The Viscount Who Lived on the Lane, which was about Louisa Tempest, and this book is about her twin, Lavinia Tempest.
0: Guys, that's relevant. So diving right into it with the book jacket. Lavinia Tempest has been eagerly anticipating a spectacular season, but one disastrous pile-up on the Almax dance floor derails all her plans. Add to that the very stunning re- revelations about her mother's scandalous past have become the town's latest on B. Lavinia's future has gone from shining bright to the blackest night in one misstep.
1: Alistair Tuck Rowland admits he's partly to blame for Lavinia's disastrous debut. But it's not guilt that compels him to restore her reputation. Rather, he's placed a wager that he can make Lavinia into into one of the most sought-after ladies in London. Who better than an unrepentant rake to set society
0: astir? Tuck's motives are hardly noble. But in teaching the lovely Lavinia how to win any man she wants... He suddenly finds himself tangled in the last place he ever imagined.
2: In love. That (laughs) sentence is awful. It's really weird. (laughs) But, honestly, I like this book jacket. Okay. I kind of like it. I think it does a good job. I think it's spiritually correct minus the very bad last line
1: i mean uh, yes but honestly that doesn't <laughs>
0: even bother me it doesn't
1: it, i'm like you know whatever yeah it finds itself tangled in love duh <laughs> and love
0: is a place duh but yeah otherwise it's it's fun it's there's some factual inaccuracies but nothing that i want to quibble over no and um, yeah
1: i i really like i actually really like how so overdramatic it is her yes. future's gone from shining bright to blackest night. Like that, honestly, that line is kind of perfect. It is. Can I say? I think that line made me just
0: love the book jacket. So, bonus points for that alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, as usual, we generated a random number and then we wrote our own summaries based on that number. And for this episode, that number is 18. Lane, why don't you kick us off with
0: your 18 word summary? fuckboy lives up to the reputation he didn't earn by saving a ruined woman he should have ruined faster (laughs) yeah (laughs) i really like i really like your summary (laughs) thank you and Uh, i just want to articulate i know this will be in the instagram post but fuckboy is spelled f-u-c-k-b-o-i all one word
1: yeah obvious i mean that is how you spell fuckboy it's
0: crucial that that is that comes across yeah
1: well, here's mine. Not only does Tuck abandon Lavinia on the dance floor, he makes a wager on her marriage prospects.
2: You really lean into the tropiest trope of this. Yes, I did. Um, which is, so... I mean, it's
1: interesting. It, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about this, actually, when we really get into the meat of it. Because I feel like there was a very tropey setup, but not a very tropey execution.
0: Well, there was just so much going on. I do yeah. want to point out before we dive into the tropes, this book heavily overlaps with the Viscount who lives down the lane chronologically. Yeah. You know, the ball where Tuck abandons Lavinia on the dance floor or the Almax event is the same party that. You know, Louisa. beast shows. No, but what's the guy's name? Piers. Piers. It's the same party where Piers shows up for Louisa. So, a lot of the tropes about the twins' background and the way they're perceived in society is stuff we've already covered. Uh, I would say
1: this is one of the best parts. This is one of the things the book does the best.
0: So, yeah, L- L- Lavinia acts really cagey. Yeah, At certain points, and her and Tuck's relationships is presented very differently from Piers and Louise's perspective than it's presented from their own perspective. And it's,
1: I, I really like it.
0: It was super well done.
1: Yeah. But what are the tropes that appear in this book?
0: I think you hit the two biggest ones in your summary.
1: Yes. Yeah, so So he is the one who ruins her. Because basically they're dancing together and then he just, not only does he just leave her on the dance floor to go get in a fight across the room, which is hilarious. (laughs) He also leaves her, like he doesn't just abandon her in the middle of the ball. He abandons her in the middle of a turn and she like swings out and hits like everyone else and everyone falls down. It's like one of those, it would be a really funny scene in a movie.
0: Yes. It, it's a very, like, physical comedy. Everyone yep. goes down like dominoes. Yep.
1: But then after that, she, that means she's ruined. She's ruined in society because of something that happened in the last book. Um, but also because she got abandoned and then he's drunk and he decides to make a bet. I'm calling it the she's all that trope. Which is the, well, which, I mean, it's also the, the My Fair Lady trope. Right. Right. Like, I can still make her. She can have her choice of all the men. I can make her fashionable.
0: It's, I, I think the she's all that bit of this is that they are not he, he is not honest about his motives at all, right? And she views it as a real betrayal when she finds out he wasn't she wasn't his pro- project just out of the goodness of his heart.: Yes. One of the
1: things I liked about the bet in this book. Is that the reason he makes the bet is because he's a little bit drunk. And he's also like, she's hot. Like, why wouldn't she be a diamond of the first water?
0: <laughs> right. And, you know, it is his uncle who's her guardian. It is a personal insult, this person attacking them. He's not aware of the scandal surrounding her mother and the added layer of difficulty when he makes this bet. I was a little frustrated, actually, with his complete unwillingness to tell her. Yeah. Oh, because of I, course. I think because especially with the state of mind and the knowledge he had at the time he made, made this bet, it was kind of flattering.
1: Well, exactly. Exactly. That's what I liked about the bet. What I didn't like about it was the fact that he did keep it from her for the entire book until it comes out at the worst possible time. Of course. Yes. But that's very tropey, so I was also like expecting it. So,
2: one hundred percent,
1: yeah.
0: All right, what else is in there? Um, so they're twins, as we mentioned, and both Piers and Tuck know which one is their twin, and don't hesitate to just to not even double check. And both it- twins are extremely impressed by this.
2: I. I I love it. It's just
1: so cute. It is. It's so cute. I love it. (laughs) Well, and then, of course, she does her best to be proper. In fact, she writes lists about being proper while he embraces his tarnished reputation.
0: Yeah, and that tarnished reputation is unearned he's like he's willing to let people think he's the bad guy to protect the people who mean the most to him
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was so abrupt the way all of that went down i actually laughed out loud i was like okay Uh,
1: so i this is a reread for me i read this when it was very first published back in whenever that was 2016 and So I remembered that there was a difference. I remembered it being more integral (laughs) to the plot. When I reread it, I was like,
2: oh, that's all there was? Very, like, it's a blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She, oh, yes. She's a terrible dancer. But when she dances
1: with him, it just feels so right. This is... A trope that has no basis in any reality anywhere.
2: Correct.
0: But that's fine. I mean, I love the concept of, like, her problem is really how uptight she is. (laughs) Yes. And he makes her less uptight, which makes her a better dancer. But the extreme that it's taken to is mostly played for laughs.
1: Oh, which, as it should be. As it should be let's be completely honest,
2: I had no problems with that part of it. See, anything else? So there's a masquerade
0: where she's masked and therefore her identity is a secret and it's a whole thing. Um, The twins in this are, are looking for long lost and identifying long lost family who bear a striking resemblance. Mm-hmm. And I think I also have to throw out there that the bad guy in this isn't just a douche, she's a
1: traitor. You can't, exactly, you can't just have a guy who's petty. He has right. to be like, it has to be a, 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 what's it, what's a defense that you can kill someone for? Yeah. That's, but that's
0: it's, what it is. But it also, it, it cracked me up here because this guy has a vendetta against Luisa and Lavinia. Okay. Not just the bet. Like, he wants to ruin Tuck. He wants to ruin Piers. He doesn't care that he's taking these two innocent girls down with them because their mother was a harlot, so they are too. But in if he is actually a traitor, as it's revealed he is, drawing attention to himself through this stupid bet is the worst thing he could possibly do. And not only that, like,
1: the henchmen he employs are literally Navy deserters.
0: <laughs> right. Like, it was just so over the top. It was, it was hilarious.
1: I, I did not hate that part. Like, I I hope you guys are understanding that what this book is about, this book is not, it doesn't even try to be true to life. Or like, that's not the point cohesive. of it. Cohesive.
0: <laughs> well, I think maybe it was attempting a little bit of cohesion. Yeah, so... But. This is obviously the fifth book in a series. There's been a ton established. There are a ton of like plot threads that get pulled in. One of the previous heroine's brothers are all spies and they all show up in the end. So it's a little bit of a like grand finale where everyone gets together in the last moment. I don't know if this is the last in the series, but that's sort of the tone of the ending. Yeah. And so I want to point out, you know, Meg puts in her notes at one point, she thinks she read this like a wrong time. Yeah. I think I read this at the perfect time. I think there are times I could have read this and would have been really caught up in the plot inconsistencies and the nonsensical stuff and the like abrupt announcements and ending. I thought this was fun as hell. Like I recognize all the problems it has and we will talk about them in depth, but like seriously, overall, I really enjoyed this. I didn't care.
1: Yeah, I, I again, yeah, I, I'm not sure if it was like my state of mind when I was reading it. I kept getting distracted. Um, I couldn't find myself lost in the story or or really enjoying it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I kept getting... I did get a little bit caught up in just... There were a lot of things, a lot of plot threads that she started, but then to me it appeared that she kind of abandoned it or or couldn't develop it as much as I would have liked. So... For example, there's a framing story. <laughs> and I'm like, what was the point
0: of it? Like, what? There was no point of this framing story. And it, I, it got a little confusing. I wasn't sure when it ended and whose wedding they were at.
1: Well, yes, because, and that's the thing, too. This framing story was, it's supposed to be like a, a little twist, like an I got you. But it yeah. also
2: was like, wait, I'm confused.
1: Correct. <laughs> the the wager itself I feel like wasn't very well developed like it it happened and he wanted to make sure that he won it but I don't know I feel like I feel like in a book where the main trope was the she's all that trope that's Mm -hmm. what the book would have focused on the entire time Mm -hmm. and instead they were like oh you know Tuck, We all know from the first book that he did not uh, join the army and go off to war with his two best friends, Mm -hmm. one of whom came home with major PTSD and the other one who did not come home at all because he died. Thanks, (laughs) Meg. Look, this is all in the first book. Okay. (laughs) And everyone thinks he was a coward for not going, but there's a secret reason for it, guys. But as we already mentioned, the, the secret reason isn't really delved into. Like, it, it's, it's you understand that he's not a coward and he had reasons for doing this thing. But it, it's literally like three sentences, maybe, devoted to figuring it out. There's a lot
0: of mystery around it. Yeah. Like, how the person he had to save ended up in that situation, or why it was such a big deal, or why it had to be a secret, and why they couldn't get more money for him just to go buy his commission anyway. All very not explained. Again, I was fine with it.
1: <sighs> oh, yeah. She has a dowry. She yeah, has all a- that
2: was not
1: <laughs> She has a huge dowry, and you expect it to play a role because Tuck thinks she doesn't have a dowry. So you think, at least for me, you think in the end he's going to be like, it's going to be one of those little things where he's like, oh, you know, we'll figure out how to live somehow. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like super rich. I'm thinking of like in Miss Wonderful, you know. Mm. And that, I don't think Tuck even ever realizes
2: that she has a me. No. <laughs> uh. That is correct. She like
0: starts to try to tell him in one minute and then something happens and then she just never gets around to it. Never.
1: Uh, there's this whole setup for this this con that they're gonna play, and they I don't think they actually play the con. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about the villain. <laughs> like he, he couldn't just be he couldn't just be a nasty guy; he had to be a traitor. <laughs> and then the long lost family. Uh, th- there were just it was just a lot that happened,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I think I would have wanted maybe a little bit less to happen, but more development.
0: Oh, don't forget that she's, like, the world's best poker player
1: also. Oh, she never loses at anything. She never loses at um, blackjack. She never loses at poker. She never loses at, oh, yeah, cricket. (laughs) The only thing she can't do is dance, apparently.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: I don't hate. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that she's actually, like, super capable isn't as relevant as i wish it would have been well that's i think that's the thing we
1: get i i liked the book i wanted to like it more i think that's the thing is i was left wanting a little bit there was so much there that had a lot of potential Mm -hmm. so and we've talked many times about how those can sometimes be our most disappointing books Mm -hmm. is a good book that's not great, but has a lot of potential versus a good book that's a good book.
0: Yeah. Right. this this his mom and the relationship with her and the fact that he comes from like a family of con men, all of that was like so cool. I want a series just about his family. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. I would have been I would have been really into it. I, I think that's I think that was the issue for me is I would be like, oh, okay, we're gonna read about this. Oh no, we're not gonna read about that. Okay. Well <laughs> it's just a very specific
0: example. He's got this uncle that they call the honorable and someone makes a passing reference, like she calls him uncle. And he's like, he's not your uncle. And in the back of his head, he's like, not like he's mine either. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) Exactly. He's introduced as your uncle, as your mom's uncle. Like, what do you mean he's not related to you? I guess he's not his, it's
1: his great uncle and not his uncle,
0: but- No, but he says, not like he's my family either. Like the implication is that the whole family tie is a lie and part of a con. Yeah. Yep. Anyway,
1: there's a lot that happens in this book. I think the best part about this book is how it fits with the previous book, The Viscount Who Lived Down the Lane.
0: I agree with you, except Mm -hmm. the one thing that I actually did want to quibble over a little bit in this book, Mm -hmm. her character transformation is extremely abrupt Mm-hmm. And so I think, as I mentioned in the Viscount who lives down the lane, you see Lavinia in the background and there's different motives being ascribed to her behavior. And I was really looking forward to sort of an explanation for some of that. And to a degree, she goes from prim and proper miss of the list to list are in the garbage. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Without a ton of
2: justification. No,
0: nope. she's basically just like, he's
1: right.
2: I do wish I didn't have a list. And then she crumples it up and throws it away. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I also wanted, speaking of things from the
0: first book getting fleshed out, I wanted a little more between Tuck and Piers. Yeah. You know, they're they're long, long time best friends who fell out because of all this war shit. I really wanted Piers to find out Tuck didn't desert.
1: Mm-hmm. And that never yeah.
0: happens.
1: No, it didn't. But at the same time, I I like, I have to admit, I did like, I do sometimes like forgiveness for people who don't necessarily deserve it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or you don't think they deserve it. Just be like, he's my friend. I need to get over this.
0: But they don't, like, they have that moment, but there's nothing beyond that moment that appears in the first book anyway. Their That's relationship true. is not built or improved beyond what Viscount, who they lived on, Lane did. And I know that was a shame given we were getting all this insight into time. Yeah, I, I can't
1: deny that. But all the other parts, like the parts where the things that you see Lavinia doing in the first book.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or the way that Lavinia sees what Louisa is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting that the two twins are so close but also so separate from each other. mm mm-hmm. And I, I think it really worked. Like, it didn't bother me. I wasn't like, oh, they're living in the same house. They should know more about each other. Uh, I, I liked that aspect of their interactions.
2: They were both so myopic. Yeah. In different
0: ways. And you saw that in each of their book in a really fun way.
1: Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, they're totally
2: twins, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right? It, it, it worked. All right. Is there any content warnings? Okay. So as mentioned in the first book, they're like, the twins are super bullied. Yeah.
0: And, you know, slurs against women are used against their mother and against them. Yeah. And that's not really, it's
1: not, there's no problematic eye or problematic view Mm-hmm. there. there's really like oh well she really wasn't that bad because she actually was in love or something like that and you're like well it doesn't matter if she's in love you know right um, so yeah it, it wasn't a it didn't offend me that much like I wasn't super offended by it but I mean yeah there was no critical eye on that part of the book yep and then I, I'll point out that Tuck seems to have a drinking problem, mm-hmm. but it is not really mentioned. Like, he drinks to
2: the point of blacking out at at, at least two points in this book. hmm And they're like, yeah, like, I wish I hadn't made a bet while I was super drunk.
1: And he doesn't remember the bet the next day, but... He doesn't think maybe I shouldn't drink as
0: much, you know? I found his character a little bit weird uh-huh. in a way that was maybe authentic. Like this guy who's treated as a deserter, who lost his best friends in two very tragic separate ways. Who's got this bad boy reputation he didn't earn, but sort of feels a need to publicly live up to and like sort of being very lost. Mm-hmm. And yes, he definitely has a drinking problem. With the exception of falling in love with Lavinia and, like, having some honesty somewhere in his life, I don't necessarily feel like... the like, he even says at one point in the book, she asks him what he does and he's like, I don't know, I'm a gentleman. I don't necessarily know that he had an answer to that question at the end of the book either.
1: I, I mean, he didn't. What he does is he is not as bad as he looks. He <laughs> drinks. He gambles. And he wants to live in the country one day. Like, and I
0: think the grand payoff was supposed to be that, like, I don't know. He'd do something useful with her money, but again, he never even finds out she has money, so it's all very kind of all over the place. Right. Right.
2: So. How sexy was this book? They are both in, like, very intense denial about being attracted
0: to each other. hmm And he feels like, He's a waste of space and a waste of time. And she wants this married, settled down life. And therefore, he can't get into his urges. And again, they do a very good job keeping their hands off each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is not like the... So, the first book in the series, we talked about it. They didn't... There weren't, like, all that many explicit scenes. But mm-hmm. you felt like they were they couldn't bear to be apart from each other. Yeah. Whereas in this book, you're like... They, you can tell they're attracted to each other, but they're doing a very good job of staying apart.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I did like the part <laughs> where she's a masquerade and they have to hide behind the curtains.
1: Yes. I can't deny that I, li- I, I can't say no to a, you know, someone's coming, quick, kiss me, and then don't stop.
0: Combined with a wardrobe change. It was awesome. It was amazing. But that was almost it. And that was well before the conflict was resolved. Oh well
1: before. At least there was one that was post conflict resolution.
0: Yeah but that one was a little tamer. It felt tamer even though they went further. <laughs> it was the language it was yes yeah, so it was I'm not saying it was not sexy at all or anything but like on the Elizabeth Boyle heat-o-meter it's no his mistress by morning. <laughs>
1: There we go. I was going to say, we have to, it has to, you have to compare apples with apples. And if you compare within the boil of, yeah.
2: this is not on the sexy side. It's on the, it's, 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 some, it's some tea. <laughs> not going to burn you. If, if you compare
1: with like Julia Quinn, this is way sexier. Yes.
0: So, I, just to
1: say that.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you're enjoying the Rides
0: with Love series, you're going to enjoy this. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing in it that's going to, like, enrage you or upset you. And it's, it's a fun time. It is. It is. It's, it is an
1: interesting book, and it's hard to describe. Mm-hmm. Because there is so much that goes on. And it's a short book. Like, none of these yeah. books are super long. And so, I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think it was a, I think this is a surface flash book, which is not necessarily a bad
0: thing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, if you're in the mood for a quick read, that'll kind of leave a smile on your face. This one's fun.
1: All right. Anything else to say? I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'd love it if you would rate, review, subscribe,
2: and check us out around the internet on WordPress, Instagram, and Goodreads. Just search for Plot